Blog Talk Radio. of the election. At least that's how it feels. Anyway, <laughs> Desperate House, which is not a DPG or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk, or anything else I might say might offend you, this may not be the show for you. But for those of you who know the show, you know exactly what you're getting into. Desperate House, which is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible one herself, the beautiful, wicked one, Dorothy Morrison, check out www.wickedwickedstudios. <laughs> and if you need those goods shipped overseas, check out the angrycauldron.com. Uh, Dorothy Morrison has all kinds of pagan goods for the distinguished witch who wants to craft the perfect spell. All right, here we go. My guest, as always, it's first Fridays of the month. Talzin Govannon. Hey, baby. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got lots of great news on a lot of different fronts, so I think everybody's going to be glad that they tuned in because you know what I do best, and that's talk all y'all off the ledge. So... <laughs> but let's talk about you first. What's going on in television okay. Govan and writing world? <clears throat> well, there's several things going on. However, first of all, I'm not going to give a whole lot of details about what's going on, but a lot of folks who've known me for a long time know that about 15 years ago, I wrote a pagan holiday story called a solstice gift. And, uh, it's uh, very, very pagan, very magical, and yet very – I used to joke that it was my Hallmark, uh, Hallmark holiday movie story with all of the other stuff that I wrote. And I started working, uh, some, I started working some time ago uh, on and off doing a full revision of it, taking it from a very short, like 5,000-word story and turning it into a complete novella that really takes a look at this one magical night uh, for this family. And, uh, you know, a story about family and found family and uh, how, you know, the the ties that bind and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And there is now a publisher interested in actually publishing this story as well as a story cycle based around these characters that would be a family, uh, a family of two women and their two daughters, as well as a third child who is introduced in a solstice gift. And it would actually take a look at the, the development of all these characters all the way through these girls' teenage years, all centered around the eight uh, holidays of the pagan year. So, like, the first one is a solstice gift. The second one is a candle for Imbolg, and so on and so forth. And eventually to have nine stories in this cycle done, starting with the winter solstice and then ending with a final one with everybody grown up and uh, 
and and that kind of stuff. And the, you know, you know, big kind of instead of an epic fantasy story, this was kind of like an epic family story. And eventually, all of them would be published together in an omnibus called The Wheel: One Family's Journey. Neat. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that. I am going to be doing meetings on Monday via the telephone to talk about uh, plans and uh, deals and a schedule and everything involved. So definitely by the time I talk to you again next month, I'm going to have all kinds of concrete news about that. Um, And also I am continuing to push the Sorceress. I've got some people reading it right now in the author community on Twitter and they have promised me reviews. I got to say, folks, if you want to give me a great uh, early holiday gift, not only pick up a copy of The Sorceress, but leave a review for me on Amazon and Goodreads. Because the more reviews I get, the better this book is going to do in its search results, and the more copies I'm going to move. It's all about the algorithm. Um, And I'm working on getting more of that. I have decided that finishing the second half of book two of The Sorceress Saga, right now called The Witch, uh, which is actually definitely going to have the character of Reyna on the front cover of the second book. I'm going to be finishing that book for NaNoWriMo this month. So uh, <laughs> uh, I've got a lot going on. I'm, I may wind up needing to write about 8,000 words a day to keep up with my schedule, especially since I haven't really been doing a lot of writing this week, what with the endless election drama and my inability to focus on anything else. But uh I can do it. I've done it before, so that it's going to be a very, very busy month for Callison's writing stuff. That's amazing. Very cool. How's your yeah. house stuff going? Uh, going well. We got the uh, we we just uh, we got a rental unit to store all my mom's stuff in. We're going to be moving it out here this next week, and then getting the house up on the market, getting it sold, and figured out figure out where we are moving to. So my wife is working from home, um, and so we have a lot of flexibility uh, with that as well as, you know, uh, oh, God, I'm going to be doing a lot. I'm glad I got most of the packing done. So now a lot of this stuff is just going to be paying other people to come in and make it look good so that I can have yet another person come in and sell it for me. So if there's a month where I can go back to doing a, a fuck ton of writing, it's November. Cool. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's launch. Let's launch into it. <laughs> let's where launch into we? it. You know. Where are we? <laughs> we we are in the dawn of the post-Trump era. That is where we are at right now, because Joe Biden is going to win Pennsylvania. There is there is no way around this now, and I'm going to explain in minute detail why. But the hell it is is Thank that you. he doesn't even need Pennsylvania. He doesn't even need Pennsylvania because Arizona is going to go for Biden. Fox and the AP called it on Tuesday night, and a lot of people thought they were foolish. I think they're going to be proven right. Uh, Any attempts to creep up on Joe Biden's lead in Arizona are dwindling away. Uh, Trump would have to get over 70% of all the remaining outstanding vote. uh, And as far as the mail-in vote, there is more Trump mail-in vote in Arizona than there are in other states because Arizona has had a robust vote-by-mail system in place for years. So there weren't as many Republicans afraid of voting by mail in Arizona. That's why in some areas of where they've gotten votes, uh, Trump has gotten 56% of the mail-in vote in a particular county. However, 
it fell off. He needed to keep at 59% for the entire way through to have any chance of catching up to Joe Biden. He fell down to 53% in the last two batches. Now he has to get over 70%. He's never gotten 70% of the mail-in vote. Joe Biden's lead in Arizona is safe. Uh, Nevada, right next door. Now, if you include Arizona, like the AP, you know, if you want to look at the map that we're looking at with Arizona being safe, just look it up on Google. Google has the map that is provided by the Associated Press, by the AP. And that means that Joe Biden is at 264 electoral votes. Nevada, right next door, has six electoral votes. Joe Biden's lead in Nevada is safe. Every single vote dump that has happened in Nevada has favored Joe Biden by a two-to-one margin. By the time they get through all of that vote and they go through things like provisional ballots and military ballots, there's not going to be enough of them to erase Joe Biden's lead. I think he's going to creep out to about a 33 to 35,000 vote lead in the next big vote dump that's going to come tomorrow morning in Nevada. Uh, And so if nothing else, tomorrow we're going to be able to say that Arizona and Nevada are safe for Joe. And if news and if the organizations start calling those two states for him, he's at 270 because Nevada has the six votes he needs to push him over the line, especially since he won that single electoral vote in Nebraska's second district. So even yeah. no matter what, exactly. So that puts him at exactly 270. He wins. He's the president-elect. Now, that's without needing Georgia, which Joe Biden's going to win. He just doubled his vote lead there from about 1,800 to 4,000 votes. I just checked the numbers before I called in. Um, uh-huh. And it's going to go to a recount, but it's not going to be enough to change the outcome. We have flipped Georgia blue in 20 fucking 20. So uh, <laughs> and that's important. Because both of those Senate races in in Georgia are going to a runoff in January. We have to work our asses off because now that Mark Kelly has won his race in Arizona to to take over John McCain's seat with someone who actually has honor, um, that means that if we can flip, if we can get both of those Senate races in Georgia to go Democratic, then we have 50 seats in the Senate. And Vice President Harris will be the 51st seat. We are saying hello to Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. So uh, we flipped Georgia blue once. We got to do it again in a couple of months, folks. So we're going to enjoy this. Once they call the election for Joe, we're going to take a couple of days. We're going to party our asses off. And then it's time to get right back to fucking work because we've got to try to save the Senate. But that all aside, let's talk about Pennsylvania. Because Joe Biden is going to win Pennsylvania. This is not going to change. The networks are trying to throw a monkey wrench in here uh, by talking about all these provisional ballots, and they're not your normal. They're not the ones that were sent through the mail. They were dropped off, yada, yada, yada. I'll go through that whole process in a moment, but it matters. Those votes are going to break the way the rest of the mail-in ballots have. Uh, And what I'm talking about here is that there was a certain thing. Um, If you were sent a mail-in ballot and you decided not to mail it in, but you brought it down to the polling place on election day, uh, you brought that down there. But if you didn't bring not only the ballot and the security envelope that they sent in it, 
but the original envelope that it was mailed to you in, if you didn't have all three things, then they couldn't accept it. They would turn it, accept it as a provisional ballot that would then be double-checked after all the votes done. They then double-checked, make sure that you didn't vote already. And if they make sure that you haven't voted already, then that provisional ballot is counted and entered into the totals. Okay. The may, these provisional ballots that fit this profile, which is most of the 100,000 provisional ballots that are out there, are going to go the same way that the mail-in ballots have gone, and I'll tell you why. Because the first part of this equation for people who have these provisional ballots is, number one, they requested a mail-in ballot. Because of the way that Donald Trump was filling his people's heads with fear about using mail-in voting, most of them didn't. Pennsylvania is not like Arizona. They have not had a robust vote-by-mail system for years. This is brand new. And so all of the mail-in votes that have been counted thus far in this extended counting that's been going on have broken statewide for Joe Biden 75%, even in the reddest counties, because the only people requesting mail-in ballots in those counties were the Democrats that live in those very red counties. Uh, which is why those counties were so extremely red uh, during, on election day. But the thing is, is that these provisional ballots started as mail-in ballots, which means that most likely it's going to be three-quarters Democrat, which means that none of these provisional ballots, it's not going to change the outcome. They're going to break for Joe just as much as they did. And you know what? Most of those provisional ballots are going to be around the Pittsburgh and Philadelphia areas. Why? because that's where most of the population in the state is. Therefore, most of the provisional ballots, nine times out of ten, come from the big population centers. And Philadelphia was going 90% for Joe Biden in the mail-in ballots. I wouldn't be surprised if he was 85-90% of the provisional ballots in Philadelphia and the surrounding suburbs. So that means that these provisional ballots that they're talking about aren't going to matter. They're just going to reinforce the call. Now, there's a very special group of ballots in Allegheny County, which is where Pittsburgh is. And if I start sounding too much like, if I start sounding like too much like Steve Kornacki in this, forgive me, I've been watching the guy for days. Um, I Uh think I've slept maybe just a little bit more than he has. Um, But there's a group of ballots in Allegheny County that they couldn't start counting until today. And they couldn't start counting them until 5 p.m. today. And these are ballots that were sent out uh, to people in this area because their original mail-in ballot was incorrect. There was a printing error with the printer that Allegheny County contracted out to to do their ballots. They fucked it up. They had to send out new ballots. And these ballots that are sitting in Allegheny County, they couldn't be, they couldn't be counted until they made sure that nobody sent in the original incorrect ballot too. And after they went through all of the, right. And that's why it took so long to call, to pull all these together. They wound up with 29,000 votes in Allegheny County that are good votes. They haven't voted twice. So these are valid legal votes that they couldn't start counting until 5 p.m a little over two hours ago. Now, Allegheny County is following a lot of the rest of the state. 
they're going about 75, 80% Joe Biden in these votes. These were all originally mail-in ballots. So they're still going to follow that same pattern. They're in a major metropolitan area, which is far more democratic, which is probably going to make it more than 75% for Joe, more like 80, 85% for Joe. Uh, And that means that once they count these 29,000 ballots uh, and they combine it with what Joe already has, as far as his lead in Pennsylvania, that's going to put him at 36,000 votes for a lead. That's important. Why is it important? Because it is the level that NBC News decided this morning that if Joe Biden could get to a 35,000 vote lead in Pennsylvania, they would project him to be the winner of Pennsylvania. And that would be enough to project him to be the winner of the entire election. The other news organizations would follow suit very quickly after because NBC has been the most cautious at calling states. Mm -hmm. So everybody waiting to see what NBC does, if they're all trying to be extra careful, they're going to follow NBC's lead. So in other words, once this vote tally in Allegheny County is done, and it could be done in another hour or two, if they dump all those at once, Joe Biden is going to cross the 35,000 vote threshold, which because of the reasons that I explained, those provisional ballots aren't really going to change anything when he gets that kind of a lead. Um, it's, it's going to be a done deal. And once all of the independent news organizations project him to be the winner, he's going to be able to go out on, on that stage in Delaware, and he's going to be able to address the nation as the president-elect. So and that could well, come tonight. I, I just checked, and the, his current lead is 19,000. Oh, wow. Okay, that means Allegheny Allegheny hasn't come in. That's from other states. I think Allegheny is going to wait until they've done the entire 29,000 before they release them. That means his lead is even bigger. When Allegheny comes in, he is going to go to 40,000, 45,000 as far as his lead. So we could see it tonight. I am double-checking that and triple-checking right. that because I just want to be nice thousand percent sure the difference in nevada right now is twenty two thousand plus um and i'm just waiting for the rollback on pennsylvania i should have it in a minute georgia the difference is 3900 votes right it was it was, was 19 you know, it was 1900 for most of the day and now it's 3900 it's it's increased his lead is increasing Nevada is 22,000. Right. North Carolina, Trump is leading, but we were expecting that. We did not expect right, and we had, North Carolina. Um, Arizona, the fact that it's so fucking Biden, close. Biden's lead is 38,000 in Arizona right now. Right. And Trump is going to get that Alaska. Will hold. We, didn't, we didn't think Alaska yeah. was going to go our way anyway. But in right. Georgia, I'm still waiting for the Georgia roll and the Pennsylvania roll. Uh, Pennsylvania, 19,000 plus ahead. There you go. Then, that, then that's not from Allegheny County. They are still counting those votes. When, if that dump comes tonight, 
then we will see Joe Biden jump out to a 40,000 vote lead or a 45,000 vote lead, depending on how long it takes and how many other counties report. The statewide, Joe's getting 75% of these remaining votes. There's not going to be enough <laughs> military votes or other kind of votes to change that once he hits that 35,000 vote threshold. So keep watching the numbers, folks. Keep watching the numbers. And you know what? People have been talking all around the country that when the when the race is called for Joe, everybody's going to honk their horns. So um, I, I live around a lot of retirees. I might, might only honk my horn a couple of times if it's three in the morning, but motherfucker, I'm going to honk that fucking horn. Well, around where I live, I know that um, my neighbors are going to be standing outside with, and banging pots and pans. <laughs> I live, I'm very lucky. I live in the most liberal area of an extraordinarily blue city in a red right. state. So the liberals here in, in my particular neck of the woods, I mean, I have a, a fairly large five-mile radius of 99% li- not just Democrats, but liberal Democrats. So I'm ecstatic. Right. To, to start hearing the pots and pans banging because I will run outside in my bare feet. I don't care if it's 40 degrees and I will be banging right. some pots from joy. <laughs> I'm very excited. Oh yeah. So I hope this goes down because I'll tell you what this, because of 2016 and all of the, you know, emotional trauma that came from it, you know, me, you've known me, Shit, you've known me almost a decade now. You right. know how nervous I get, how wrapped up in this I get. Um, so right. just knowing that we're getting to the end, you know, I, I'm almost afraid to get excited because I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm just terrified. Oh yeah, because Trump is Trump is a sneak that you know. I never know what's you know. You don't know what people are thinking. You hope you know what they're thinking to some extent in right. the electorate. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 afraid to be as excited as I want to be. Because now, let of me last also, time. there's something else to think about too. A lot of this, and look, I love MSNBC. I love the fact that they let Trump lie two times last night before they pulled him off of the air and went back to talking to people like Ari Melber. Um, I love that. I've been watching MSNBC for the entire time, but in the media landscape that we live in, they still need viewers and they need to keep people hooked and watching constantly. But I will tell you this, there's a lot of talk about a lawsuit that Trump is filing in Pennsylvania to basically take the mail-in ballots that were that arrived after election day, even though the Pennsylvania state Supreme court okayed it, uh, they're going to try to get these votes thrown out. Let me tell you something. There aren't the kind of lead that he's going to get by the time he's done. There aren't enough of those votes left to make a difference. They could throw out all of those votes. He will still win. Joe will still win Pennsylvania because the Pennsylvania Secretary of State has been keeping those ballots segregated the entire time. And those right. ballots 
are being counted very less. They're not even being counted in the official vote tallies right now. So, and, and the Secretary of State segregated those out from the rest of the votes early in the week. She knew they were going to pull this. She pulled them out. Joe's lead is going to be more than those ballots, so it's not going to matter. All of the legal challenges that Trump has filed, he has lost, or one was settled because they're like, okay, he can stand three feet closer to observe, I guess. Um, literally, it was that level of, of stupid pettiness. It's just desperate flailing. It, the lawsuits are what the Trump people have been doing to keep their boss away from the TV cameras. Because the last time he got in front of TV cameras, the last two times, everybody around him was doing collective face palms, and even fucking Moscow Mitch was distancing himself from that shit. And Trump's people knows that if you've lost Moscow Mitch, you're fucked. So they've been throwing all of these lawsuits against the wall so they can tell their boss, look, see, we're fighting, we're doing it, you don't have to say anything, let us work this through the courts, we're going to steamroll them with our lawyers like you did before you were president, yada, 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 appeal to his ego, and just try to keep him away from the TV cameras. It's only going to last so long. Uh, but, you know, you got to say, Joe is showing the kind of backbone that I'm not used to from Democrats, okay? I've been a lifelong Democrat, and I can tell you I'm not used to this. But earlier when somebody asked a spokesperson for the Biden campaign about what happens if Trump doesn't concede, if he refuses to leave, uh, yep. they came out with a strong statement. They said that the American people are going to decide this election, and the U.S. government is well-equipped to basically – kick trespassers to escort trespassers out of the white house that's the words they use to escort trespassers out of the white house and let me tell you something motherfucker let him be frog walk let the fucking u.s marshals have to put him in fucking handcuffs and wheel him out hannibal lecter style while he's frothing out the mouth and trying to spit at everybody okay just fucking let us see that let us see that final humiliation from that orange-skinned Oompa Loompa motherfucking ass. Because you know what? It's like, now, of course, people are saying that Mike Pence isn't going to let that happen. He would invoke 25th Amendment uh, to, uh, to try to move Trump out of the White House behind the scenes, which he could do. Mike Pence could save Trump. Uh, he could deny us all of that lovely vision just by invoking 25th Amendment, removing Trump from power, and having him committed to the mental ward of the uh, uh, although they wouldn't say it's the mental ward but it would be in the uh, the naval hospital for quote unquote exhaustion uh, until after the transfer of power happens um, so I don't know what Pence would do but the Biden people are like no motherfucker we you know it's like you're out you're fired Donald fucking Trump your ass is fired go grab your own pussy okay it's like right but what, let me ask oh. you this. Let's, let's say this all goes the way we intend it to go. Let's say right. that, you know, it's an undeniable win, period. What does Trump do for the next couple of months? I mean, what the next three months? What happens in that time? Um, one, he is Good going month. to try to steal the White House blind. Um Literally, like I said, he already, with the last time he flew back from the U.S. Embassy in France, he brought back uh, a dozen 
uh, pieces of original art. We're talking Monet's, we're talking Rembrandt's, stuff that the U.S. government has had in its embassy in France for decades. Uh, he brought it back on Air Force One, and nobody knows where it went. Um, we're, we're talking like big time fucking Rico statues here. This is this is this is this is really setting up for a really fun uh, round of prosecutions after he gets out of office. Um, but I think he's going to steal everything blind. I think he's going to try to wreck everything possible. Uh, Mitch McConnell is talking about doing a new stimulus uh, once they come back for the lame duck session to pass that before the uh, end of the session. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump just tried to veto it just to be spiteful. Um, of course, if they can really put together a halfway decent deal, uh, then they're going to want to try to get, you know, they're going to have to get Democrats to pass anything because they need it to be veto proof. Um, and you want to talk about the final humiliation. I would love it if Trump's own Republican Senate overrode one of his vetoes as a last fuck you out the door. Um, but, you know, I got to tell you, though, there's so much about this that is delicious. OK, one of the things that people <laughs> got to know it. One of the things that people got to know in Georgia, the di- when the district, a certain district reported its numbers is what pushed. Joe Biden over Donald Trump and gave him the lead in Georgia. The place that reported that gave him his lead was John Lewis's old district. Wow. <laughs> wow. John Lewis delivered Georgia. Yep. Amazing. And you know what? That's just the Supreme And the Supreme the Supreme Court has turned Trump down several times to take a lot of his cases. And a lot of people are thinking that they're, you know, they're seeing Ruth Bader Ginsburg's hand in that. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's insane. I mean, I keep running back and forth to check on Steve Karnacki and see if anything's <laughs> changed. Nothing, nothing has changed in the last uh, 20 minutes. So I'm going to put the remote no, down. We're... <laughs> it's going to be hours. It's going to be hours before we get the numbers we need, but they're coming. They are coming. And let me tell you, Joe is patient. He has been working towards this moment for 32 years. The first time he yeah. ran for president just so happened to be the first time I could vote in an election. I didn't vote for Joe back then. I voted for Jesse Jackson. Uh, that was 1988. Yeah. But that's 32 mm-hmm. years he's been working towards this moment. So, Can I ask you a question that's kind of an aside sure. from this? I want to know what you think as far as, you know, Trump is really great at, excite, in, in, at inciting violence from his base. Do you think we are going to see some kind of breakdown as far as, you know, his militias going out into the streets? Because there have been there have been those threats. There have been those threats. But you know what? There's been something that I've been saying all along. Uh, you take a look at everything that happened in Kenosha, like when we had the big showdown between the militia guys and the Black Lives Matter protests in Kenosha. Um, all, these, all these fucking Kyles, all armed to the fucking teeth, parading around, trying to pretend like they have a dick that works. And who's the only one who actually opens fire? Some 17-year-old ideologue. 
the teenagers who actually take this shit seriously and do the truly stupid shit when it comes to these extremist movements. Uh, all of those grown-ups, all those militia leaders, they weren't the ones who did it. Uh, I, you know, I know. There is still a strong streak of straight-up yellow-belly cowardice that runs through the American right. Remember what we heard about before Election Day, that there was going to be uh, armed observers in places uh, trying to intimidate voters and scare people yeah. away from the polls, and yes. it didn't happen. The one place where Trump people actually tried to block a polling place was in fucking California, the kind of place where it's like, oh, yeah, you stopped a couple of hundred people from voting. That's only going to make Joe Biden's margin in California two million instead of two million two hundred. I mean, it's just it was pathetic. They were a paper tiger. They were fucking just cowering in their fucking man caves, hoping that Trump would just win and they wouldn't have to do anything. You're going to hear blivations. You are going to get some isolated incidents of violence. But let me tell you, the places where the militias are most likely to feel like they really need to take to the streets are places like Michigan and extreme eastern Washington or Oregon State. All three of those states have governors who are Democrats, and Democratic governors already have a backbone when it comes to this. They have all, without announcing it, you know, I'm hearing on the background that they've all decided that they will call out the National Guard to put down militias if they have to. So, um, yeah, so really, I really don't think it's going to amount to much. I think there's going to be a lot of libations, but I think Trump is going to be way too busy trying to steal as much money as he humanly can. Also, while he's trying to figure out if there's a country in the world that will take him that doesn't have an extradition treaty with the U.S., uh, and that's going to consume most of his thoughts going down here. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if you're going to see soon as it's apparent that the machinery in Washington, most importantly, the Secret Service and the FBI and all of these places uh, are going to follow the Constitution and Joe Biden is going to become the next president of the United States. I think you're going to see a lot of things just it's going to wind up being just a lot of blivations and a lot of threats, but it's going to wind up not amounting to a whole lot. Ultimately, when yeah. this comes down to it, you know, it's like the thing is, is that once it becomes apparent, though, the only person who has to wait until Donald Trump leaves office to be arrested is Donald Trump. I'm wondering which one of the kids is going to get arrested first, because New York, New Jersey, and Florida all have – uh, pending legal, uh, prosecutions, especially New York State. They've been waiting for this, and they are ready to drop indictments the day he leaves office. For Donald Trump, I wouldn't be surprised. They've already unsealed one indictment about uh, their intentions of charging Donald Trump Jr., uh, but Jr., Eric, Ivanka, they are all extremely vulnerable now because their dad isn't going to be president that much longer. And... Uh, he can't pardon them for state crimes. So I don't know who's going to get arrested first, but it's probably going to happen in New York, and it's going to be one of the Trump uh, adult idiots. The only ones who are safe are Barron and Tiffany. Uh, but Ivanka, Eric, and Don Jr., especially Don Jr., they're fucked. They're completely fucked. 
Uh, so, as a matter of fact, what there's already... What happens... Yeah. I, 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 I got to ask, what happens to Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> oh, well, if he's lucky, he's just going to be disbarred. But what's basically going to happen is I think they're going to wind up I wouldn't be surprised if they just handed Rudy Giuliani off to Interpol because they really want him for the shit he was doing in Ukraine. Uh, he, he broke several Ukrainian laws and multiple European laws by meeting in places like fucking Germany to try to hatch some of these plans. Um, if the U.S. decides that they're just too busy prosecuting Trump, they may just wind up letting, you know, extraditing him to uh, Germany to face trial there but there's going to be a lot of new york city is going to come after him new jersey is going to come after him and like i said interpol is probably going to uh issue an international arrest warrant from the international criminal court so he'll never be able to leave the u.s again and he'll probably wind up getting prosecuted if he stays so that's amazing to me yep Wow. It's all I, you know, falling I can't apart. wait. I, I can't I know. wait to, like, have it official and fall apart. I was just concerned because, you know, he, even the things that Trump says in a mild tone, you know, his people take up arms, like, at the drop of a hat because they feel like they have his support. And, you know, the fact that you feel like it's not going to be – too horrible and that the National Guard will be able to squash it is is comforting. I just hope too many people don't have to get hurt in the process because he's not working, folks. Yeah, another thing to remember, that's another thing to remember, though, is that everybody's wondering about this fucking cult of Trump. And, you know, people are saying, like, oh, all these counties that had the worst COVID spikes all voted for Trump. The thing is, though, you got to remember, though, the places that have the worst COVID spikes are the people who are being fucking idiots. And the people who are being fucking idiots are the people who are listening to Donald Trump when it comes to what to do around the coronavirus. So it's not surprising me that it's spiking worse in areas that are heavily pro-Trump because they're following his stupid-ass example. Um, But the thing is, is that the one thing about Donald Trump that his cult has been putting up there is his idea of a strong man. They love the fact mm-hmm. that Donald Trump's mere existence in the government drove everybody who cares about things like good government and democracy crazy, because, uh, of course, we were all the libs to them after that happened. Uh, and they love his yeah. image of this guy who is just a thorn in the side of the liberal establishment. But the thing is, is that once it becomes apparent that the machinery of government is going to make sure that, you know, he is going to have to be turfed out of office in, in, in accordance with the Constitution just like anybody. That, I think that's going to be enough to shatter for many people the strongman image he has because then there will be no way around the fact that he is a loser, that he lost. Hmm. And that's, you know, he built that image up, the guy who always wins. Everybody said he wasn't going to win the nomination. I said he could. He wound up winning the nomination uh, and, you know, surprised everybody. Everybody said he wasn't going to win. I thought he wasn't going to win either. He wound up squeaking through. It was just this image of the person who just kept not losing. They impeached him. He escaped 
that as well. His people see him as this strong man, but once it's shown to the world that he is just a loser and that all of his court cases get shot down over and over and over again, it's just going to shatter it to the point where you might have a few hardcores who are going to go and try to, I don't know, you know, take over an FBI substation in the name of Trump, which would really be the dumbest fucking thing they could do because, again, most of your local FBI field offices have continued to do their job all the way through this administration, even though Trump didn't want them to. It was, you know, there was enough of a sprawling bureaucracy that most of these FBI people did their jobs, and, you know, anybody tries to come at them with guns, and they're going to be like, oh, God, have you picked the wrong day to play Weekend Warrior? But, uh, you know, it's, I think for a lot of the people, though, the spell's going to be broken when it's obvious that he's lost and he's a loser and he's going to have to leave office. It's just going to be like people are just going to be like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until the, the next savior comes along because he's not the undefeated strongman anymore. He's just a loser. And the rest of us all get to say, hey, Don, you're fired. So, you know, a lot of people are talking about him trying to, if in fact he does lose, and we're assuming he will lose, a lot of people are talking about the fact that he's going to try to run again in 2024. Well, it'd be interesting to see him do it from Rikers um, or for another country, because let me tell you something. There, New York has been wanting to, New York has been wanting to prosecute him. The stuff that they've found, once You know, once he actually wound up becoming president, he couldn't shield his finances the way he used to anymore. And at that point, every single single person in the New York Attorney General's office is like, holy shit, we got him. They started getting documents. They got him from Congress. They're like, holy fuck, got this guy. We can nail him. We can nail him for everything. We can nail him for the shit that he uh, did with Michael Cohen that Michael Cohen's fully confessed about. they're going to be able to go after him for everything. And there's just that one fucking stupid ass thing that, let me tell you, we need to change this. The idea that a sitting president can't be indicted. Uh, It's a very faulty legal argument. A lot of people said it's a faulty legal argument. I just think that if we can seize control of the Senate, that we can finally pass that law that just says, yes, you can indict a sitting president. Uh, Duh. uh, For, you know, you know, for felonies and that kind of shit. Um, and you know, it's, it's like, but soon as he is out of office, the second he is out of of office, let me tell you, he is going to have to climb onto that Trump plane, Air Force One, and he's going to have to head out of the country because if he lands anywhere, I have a feeling that New York is going to have already issued an indictment that morning and an arrest warrant for him. So he's going to have to leave the country. And if he doesn't, then he's going to be in jail when it comes. Um, there are people talking about running one of his kids, like one of the idiots uh, on Facebook that I saw yeah. saying, oh, I guess we'll say it now, Don Jr., 2024. And I'm like, oh, please, let's, let's, let's take the kids who have half of his fucking intelligence, which isn't that much to begin with, and a shred of his fucking charisma, because I will say, Donald Trump has always wound up grabbing headlines by being a very engaging person uh, from the 80s yeah. all the way through the 90s and all that stuff. The guy does have charisma. Mm-hmm. I'll hand that to him. Yeah. Um, 
You have to. But the thing is, is that his his kids, they don't have that. Ivanka might have that, but there's no way in the world that Ivanka is going to run first uh, before Don Jr. or Eric. It just wouldn't be allowed. Because Don, you know, Donald may want to fuck his daughter, but he definitely doesn't want her to run before his sons because that's just not a woman's place. So the only one of the three of them that even have a – and let me tell you this. These kids aren't going to be out of fucking jail. Are you kidding me? They're going to wind up going down for more felonies than their father because, you know, Trump's lawyers at the very least could try to claim, I don't know, uh, diminished capacity because of ongoing uh, dementia or something like that uh, to try to, you know, to try to take his sentence from 50 years down to 30 years. But let's face it, the guy, the guy has a bloodstream filled with Big Macs. If you get 20 years in jail, that's the rest of his fucking life. And his kids are going to get longer. It's New York State. They, they're ready to come after him, and they are going to do it hardcore. Yeah, New Yorkers don't play, that's for sure. So oh, fuck let me no. ask you this. So is there any chance that Donald will do something really fucking crazy aside from the looting? Do you think he'll try to do something crazy like start a war or, you know, try to go nuclear or any of the other things that people throw out there out of, you know, not knowing what this guy is capable of? No, not at all, no. because I'll tell you this. Before the election, the Joint Chiefs of Staff issued a statement saying that the U.S. military had no role in the election outside of voting. So they have already staked a claim saying that, you know, basically they have pledged to uphold the Constitution, and they are bound by law to refuse illegal orders. They're not going to play with that. They're not going to even think about allowing themselves to be used like that because again the minute that joe biden gets in there they could all be arrested for you know crimes against humanity so that's why and let me tell you saying that you were following orders the nuremberg defense doesn't work so it's up to every single person in that military command structure to say we are not going to obey illegal orders and that would all be all that the one thing that i could see happening um, is the possibility of a suicide attempt by Donald Trump. He's never had to face really? any of the consequences for it. I wouldn't be surprised because he's a quitter. And the thing is, is that I could see him trying to kill himself in a way that's not going to succeed, but that gives him diminished capacity. He can hand it over to Mike Pence, and he can try to claim mental incapacity um, you know, whatever ha- whatever he did to try to kill himself has damaged him, and they're going to try to say that he can't stand trial. That's the one out. That's the one crazy thing I could see him try to do, is is try to weasel out of things some other way. Because uh, I wouldn't be surprised. See, and the thing is, is that if there was a if there was a chance that New York wasn't going to file charges, and the only thing he was going to be liable for were federal charges, I completely believe that Donald Trump would quit like at the end of December, hand things over to Mike Pence, have Mike Pence pardon him for all federal crimes, and try to skate away on it. Uh, the fact that you can't pardon for state crimes is the only reason why he probably won't do that, because it really wouldn't do any good. Uh, he can escape federal crimes, but not state crimes that way. Um, but I'm just, you know, there you could easily see a way for him to try, or he could even just say that there was a suicide attempt, and it's all a big hoax, just for a way to try to get him out 
to try to get him sympathy from some foreign country, someplace he could try to get to before the hammer of the legal system came down on him. Uh, that's the kind of crazy stuff I could imagine him doing. Or he's just going to try to steal as much as he can and see if China will take him. China won't take him. But anyway, they'll just seize his Chinese bank accounts and say, fuck you, Donald. So, uh, wow. Oh, that's, and another thing, Deutsche, that amazes me. Deutsche Bank. Oh, go ahead. Deutsche yeah. Bank is actively wanting to sever all ties with Donald Trump. I think they may just wind up uh, seeing if they can cut a deal uh, with the Biden uh, administration. They'll hand them everything that they have on Donald Trump as long as Joe Biden agrees to not prosecute them for Donald's crimes. Uh, and I think that would be a well worth uh, deal because Deutsche Bank's already going to face uh, reckoning from the uh, EU Banking Commission for the stuff they've done with Donald Trump. We don't have to go after them, too. If they offer a big document dump on the Trump crime family in exchange for us not piling on top of the European Union, that's a great deal. I think Joe would take it. And that's all we need to roll all of them up. Um, except Melania, who's probably going to wind up being in Eastern Europe before any of this happens. There's already pictures of moving trucks outside of the White House. Aren't those a joke? <laughs> what? The moving trucks. The moving trucks outside the White House. That, I, I think I saw that in a meme. I thought it was hilarious. No, that's the hell of it, though. There's multiple pictures from multiple sources. It's not. Oh, <laughs> it's 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 not a joke. And so either Trump is starting to already try to offload loot from the White House to stash it somewhere, or I mean, I think when Melania renegotiated her prenup in order for her to move her and Barron into the White House, I think that the uh, I think that the deal was only until uh, he was done. Uh, with being president. And I think that failing to achieve reelection could be something that could give her an escape hatch early. I have a feeling she's going to get out of having to host Christmas at the White House by not being in the country anymore. And I am completely serious on this. It's already, Trump took a fake Melania with him out on the campaign trail because she wouldn't talk to him. She wouldn't touch him. She wouldn't go around him. Once her son got covid from him, she was like, fuck that. She was done with him. She wound up getting a big payout from one of Trump's rich friends to go out on the last couple of days of the campaign trail to make Trump look good. But there are pictures of a fake Melania inside the helicopter greeting Donald when Melania wouldn't come around him. So all of this stuff about her leaving early, oh, fucking count on it. <laughs> well, see, here's Another scenario I thought of was, what if he tries to leave before his term is up? Like, what if he just says, fuck this, I'm out of here? He could do it. It'd be very easy for him to do it. Um, Mike Pence would have to take control of the government. And if Donald Trump actually resigned once he got the fuck out of Dodge, if he actually sent back a tweet that's saying, I hereby resign the presidency of the United States, uh, then... Um, then actually I could see this happening because there's another thing I heard earlier in the year, and this is really, really childish and immature and completely not worth the dignity of a grown up, which totally means that it's probably true. 
But one of the plans that Trump had if he failed to get reelection was to quit a couple of weeks before inauguration, uh, let Mike yeah. Pence be sworn in for president for two weeks. So that way, uh, Mike Pence would be the 46th president of the U.S. And all of Joe Biden's uh, inauguration commemorative gear that already had 46 on it would be no good. And they'd have to throw it away and print new stuff. And, tr- and, and the people in the Trump orbit thought that that would be a great way of sticking Joe Biden with an extra few million dollars in useless merchandise. Well, for one thing, guys, I would still fucking buy the Joe Biden 46 merchandise just to say fuck you. And uh, you know what? I don't give a shit, man. If it means that we have an easy uh, transition of power on Inauguration Day, fuck it. Let Interpol and the FBI chase Donald Trump around the globe. It could be like the most wonderful world of where in the world is Carmen San Diego for grownups that we've had in, in forever. Uh, and then send SEAL Team 6 after, after when they find out where he's at. So That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, look, we are like six minutes out from the end of the show. Okay. What do you want to? What do you want folks to know as we wrap it up for this month? Okay, guys, keep an eye on my Twitter at Callison underscore G. Uh, I'll put it up on my uh, on my Facebook all the time for you. Keep an eye out there. A lot of announcements that I'm going to be doing about the stuff I'm publishing and the stuff I'm going to come out with is going to be there. Uh, I'm going to start a big ad campaign. Uh, after I wind up getting moved to really push this book, I'm looking to be publishing The Witch, book two in the Sorceress Saga, in January. That's my schedule because uh, I still I want to get back on my on my publishing schedule. I could also be winding up doing a series of novellas for another publisher. We'll see how that goes, uh, but uh, keep an eye. And I will also post stuff on the Desperate House Witches page to let people know about what's going on with us. But let me tell you, folks, if Joe's still talking in a few minutes, go watch him because we can go watch our president, President President-elect Joe Biden. And whenever this happens, pop open a bottle of booze, spark up a doobie. We have worked hard for this. Let's enjoy it. But then, like I said, next week, let's get back. Let's win those two Senate seats in Georgia. Let's make Chuck Schumer the majority leader. And then we are going to be able to really kick this fucking pandemic's ass, this recession's ass. We are going to really, we're going to get, we're getting our country back, folks. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy every right second. On. Right on. Yes. Allison, <laughs> as always. Thank you so much for talking me down. I'm sure you've talked down to yes. a few other people. You know how I Dozens. am. It's not a done <laughs> deal until it's a done deal, but I feel a lot right. better now than I did uh, two days ago for sure. I appreciate you. I think the world of you. I consider you one of my good friends, and I can't wait until we talk again next month. Hey, the Rubenesque opera singer is warming up. She's getting those pipes ready. So we will fully celebrate next month, guys. I will see you then. Same bad time, same bad channel. Biden-Harris, motherfucker. Right on. 
All right, guys, I will be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock with the amazing Courtney Weber. We are going to discuss, gee, what a surprise, politics. (laughs) All right, y'all, I hope that gives you some peace, and I hope uh, this happens sooner than later. Have a great night, y'all. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.